0: Look at yourself. Look how pretty you look in those ears. Ah, you guys, I love pet play. Fucking love it. The more I do it, the more I just absolutely adore the headspace. I love curling up in his lap in my ears and getting pets. I also like looking at myself in the mirror on all fours, getting cock from behind. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I really enjoy it. Now, I have a surprise for you guys, and that is for episode 30, I'm doing butt stuff. Okay, no, not really. It's not for episode 30. I'm just doing butt stuff on my own. <laughs> you guys, I know for the longest time, 30 episodes to be exact, I have talked about how but like anal is a limit for me, how it's not enjoyable for me, how I tried it once and hated it. But I know that I've also kind of been expressing interest in trying it again. And Lucky for everyone involved, you guys get to hear all about this experience. (laughs) All about it. So I hope that that is interesting for you because here it comes. Andrew and I went to a sex shop. We were looking specifically for tails. However, all of the tails, uh, the butt plug, fucking huge. It really wasn't that big, but to me it looked big. Uh, I pulled it out of the box and I looked at it and I looked at Andrew and I'm like Uh uh-uh no fucking way is that going in my ass right now no way so we ended up getting the tail (laughs) guys guys I hope you'll all come to my funeral when this thing gets shoved in my ass but anyway we got the tail because we're gonna air quotes work into it according to Andrew we got a cute little butt plug that I'm much more on board for with a little jewel on the end and we got some lube obviously some nice nice lube Mm, tasty stuff not really it's not flavored or anything but it's probably the nicest lube that I've ever had which is good for doing anal like we're gonna use up the whole bottle probably to try to get that tail and honestly just (laughs) just gonna be totally totally frank with you guys (laughs) but anyway we got out of the the sex shop and dude he th- he threw me into kitten space right away and before i knew it i was wiggling my ass around with a little jewel in my ass so i ended up loving it yes i ended up loving it now was it like mind-blowingly like amazing and feel amazing no it felt it felt good i really liked it i think That I liked it due to the space I was in and due to the atmosphere of trying it with him. I looked at him afterwards and I said, I definitely think anything butt stuff, anything anal related is a kitten space deal. And he smiled and nodded and said, I know. It was a very wholesome bonding experience, going to be completely honest with you guys. And I did actually love it. So I'm excited to keep exploring this. I think that it is fun to be exploring new elements of sexuality and be able to share my journey with you guys. And that is both pet play and now anal. So I want to be very clear about how fresh and new pet play is for me. The ears that I got that I told you about on that episode are the first time I've ever worn ears and engaged in pet play, and I am excited because this episode, I get to talk to the amazing woman who made me my ears. Yes, you guys, bubblegum ears. Angie is on this episode, and I'm so excited, so excited for you to listen to the interview. I thought it was really wholesome. You guys, you get to hear about her business and her process you also get to hear about her thoughts on shockingly enough we ended up talking about 50 shades of gray and also we talk about pet play and we talk about crushing taboos so it's a really fantastic interview for this 30th episode of sugar pussy you guys enjoy it (gasps) ellie what oh my god you talked about sex so if first you could introduce yourself name age pronouns, sexual- sexuality if you'd like to that'd be fantastic
1: sure. um i'm angie smith i am the owner and i guess sole creator of bubblegum ears on instagram um i'm 19 gonna be 20 in july I go by she, her, and I am straight, I guess. Heterosexual, is that how you say it? But yeah, I run ear-making business. That's that's my thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome. I actually told the people, I told people about you in a past episode, because I did one kind of on pet play, like pet play and stuff, just like a brief overrun of what it is. And I shouted you out because I just got some of your ears and they're absolutely adorable. And I love them so much. We were so happy with how they, we actually weren't expecting anything crazy, but like they surpassed our expectations and love them so much.
1: I did. I listened to that podcast when I was in my workshop working. I remember order, oh, my God, he was so sweet. And he was like, I just want to surprise her. And she's been following you for a while. It's it's orders like that that, like, really give me, like, the inspiration to keep going. Because I get so many people that are like, oh, I want to surprise my girlfriend or my boyfriend. And I'm always, I jump on that. Like, it doesn't matter if there's, like, other orders in the queue. I'm just, like, gotta, gotta do a good deed for somebody. Because it really, like, (laughs) warms
0: my heart. Yeah, I like that. I really did not. I sent him your profile and everything, and I really did not expect – because we, we haven't gotten any other ears or done anything like that before. This was kind of like the first time even exploring that. And, yeah, so I was just like, these are really cute. I think they're cool. But I didn't expect him to actually, like, get any. I thought we would probably just get, like, some cheap ones first, you know, something like that. But it was an amazing surprise. And your packaging – Oh my god, adorable. It was it made me so happy.
1: That's like my favorite part. I love making ears. But the best thing is when I can just sit down and package something for a customer. Like I pick the individual like candy and the individual like stickers and business cards. And it's just a blast. I love doing it.
0: No, it sounds well, okay. It appears to be like a really fun thing, a really fun business. So I'm excited to hear your side. Like how how did you get started in it? What What made you start, A, making the ears and B, selling them? So
1: I've always like really, I followed all the big shops and I really liked it. And I thought they were cool. And of course, my partner and I, we do partake in pet play and we wanted ears for a long time. And the other like artists are amazing, but they just weren't within my budget. So I looked at a couple of tutorials and I was like, okay, well, I'm a crafty individual, so I should just try to make a pair. And then, of course, he was like, yeah, go for it. Make us a pair. It's going to be awesome. They were kind of bad. I mean, it's my first time. So, of course, I still have them, by the way. They're they're in, like, a special drawer. But they were kind of, like, choppy. and But they were cute. And he was like, oh, these are really pretty. You should keep going and, and keep working on your craft. And, of course, I'm a perfectionist. So the first pair wasn't good enough. And neither was the second pair and the third pair. And finally, he was like you have to do this for a living. Like, you're getting so good. And I just started a little shop on Instagram, and now I'm almost at 2,000 followers. So that's kind of how it
0: happened. When did you start making them? How long ago? Um,
1: about, like, a year ago. Like, last last summer, I would say. Yeah, last summer is when I really started with my first pair. And I didn't have the right materials, so I just, like, improvised with craft foam I had from the left of a left project and wire, and, and I bought some fur and It was really fun to try out, and of course, it didn't come out as like as I envisioned. But practice makes perfect with anything, so now here I am.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're so like my favorite ones that I've seen, and I like how versatile they are too, and that you like will do lots of different styles. And like, for example, mine the bows they can clip on and clip off, and so like that's a. It's a really nice feature, by the way. And so, yeah, you're just like really great with like custom things or just the creativity aspect of it. Do you enjoy the like creative process, like having the ideas and how does that work for you?
1: I do. So my, I would say my creativity is a little bit like faster than my actual execution. So I have like so many sketches on my computer. Like I, I'm always just drawing and like figuring out what the heck I want to do like when I do my releases I typically have themes planned out like two three months in advance because I know I want to do certain things and then I get more ideas and I'm like oh no well I want to do this but I want to do this instead and I'm really creative like I always have sketches on the walls like of my workshop and I'm always like seeing what would work and my favorite part is I like accessorizing the ears so like you said about the clip on bows, I love making bows. And anytime I get to make like a custom order with cute bows, I get so excited because my favorite part is seeing like, oh well this piercing would look like really pretty and then this bow color is is perfect. And I just like seeing them come together.
0: That's really cool. And I can tell I can tell just from like your Instagram page and how you do your stories and everything that the creative aspect is really important to you and you're obviously really good at it and so I'm kind of curious has it has the business side kind of distracted or taken away from the creative part at all or do you enjoy that part too?
1: It, it can I do like the business part the only problem is it can be a little stressful sometimes because sadly I'm a one-person operation I wish I could be like a like a big gigantic shop with like five or six artists creating my products but it's just me. So it's, it can be a little bit of like pressure to, you know, produce for the demand to supply for the demand. But I like the business part for the most part. Selling on Instagram can be a little bit of a, like a give and a take. It's, it's kind of good, but it has some downsides. So I am moving to a website, which I'm really excited about. So hopefully that will help take the stress part away and just help me Truly enjoy what I do, because I do. I'm very passionate about my
0: craft. Yeah, no, that's cool. I was going to ask if you were going to do a website, if you were going to have like a shop on Etsy, that kind of stuff, in the future, if that was already in the plans. So that's exciting.
1: Mm -hmm. Launching tomorrow, my website. I'm very excited. It, It took a long time to create, and I'm not a web designer by any means, so it took a lot of learning. But I think it looks really good, and I'm excited to finally be able to have it all in one place. Because comment to claim is great, but some people think that they're first and it I go off of what shows up in my notifications and that could be kind of stressful. I've had people sometimes message me and be like, I think you have it wrong. I won. So I just kind of want to make it super professional and just there's no question who purchased the product. So there's no stress on my end and there's no stress on the end of people that are trying to purchase.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can see that getting really frustrating and stressful. Really fast, so website will be cool, and that's impressive that you did it by yourself too. I've definitely worked with website building, and it's so it can be so frustrating and time consuming. Yeah, so congratulations for completing it and getting it up. And uh, thank you. Exciting. By the time that this episode drops, that'll be it'll be a, have been up for a day then.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it took a little bit of learning. My boyfriend, he was a massive help. Like he sat down and like just messed with it for like the longest time and was like, okay, we can do this and we can not do this. And, and it really, it came together really nicely. So I'm excited about that.
0: What would be like your favorite part of the whole process from creation to the business side? Would it be that what you were talking about, like making people really happy and helping them out with surprises or what would you say?
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I, the whole part is just really fun. Like, I enjoy what I do, and I'm so lucky to be able to share my art with others. But I think the the most important and the, my favorite part of the entire process is just seeing people, like, all across the world just, like, loving and wearing, like, my creations. Like, when people send me photos of them wearing them, or they even send me, like, a little message saying, oh, this is amazing, and I love it, and it's perfect, that just really helps me to keep going when I get like artist block, or when I feel like I am a little bit stressed out, or when I see the bigger, like shops, or, you know, we all kind of look at people doing the same thing and think, Oh, well, I'm not good enough, because I don't have this many followers, or I don't have this many likes. Mm -hmm. And just seeing those people wearing my my art, it helps me be like, I'm doing the right thing. Like I am. We're moving up the ladder. People like what I do, and I have a really good community of people that are sharing and loving my work.
0: Yeah, it seems like you're growing pretty quickly, too, especially if you only started making them a year ago. At least from from what I can tell, things have been going really well, and you're growing pretty quickly as well. Are you worried about being overwhelmed at any point? That's definitely
1: one of the things that I have to make sure I don't overwork myself. Especially since, like, I, I'm a one person operation, and I am growing like really fast. It surprises me every day that I'm nearly at 2,000, and I I never thought I would like get this far. You know, you just have to take like with anything. You have to take breaks, and you can't just spend your entire life on your work. So I just I always want the ears to be. Wearable art that you can like love and enjoy, and know that you have a a unique piece that so much love and care like went into its creation.
0: I think that's one of my favorite things about the ones that you made for me is just knowing that they were unique, like you said, and like they were custom custom made. They're like special, and I'm the only one that has them. Like that's just really special to have those in a relationship, and the surprise. Not really all of it. I'm I'm in love with them. Like they're hanging on my wall. Like I always oh, can see them. Okay. <laughs> What is it like creating art and creating something like this along these lines for a community so closely tied with kink and BDSM? And do, do you notice it or does it just kind of like eh, in the back of your mind? Does it make a difference?
1: Um, to me, it doesn't really make a difference. I think that like cat ears or animal ears in general, not the, the sexually like kink side should be for everybody. So I've had children order for me, and they want them for, like, Halloween, which is fine. And I've also had people order them for the purpose of pet play and for fetish. So you definitely kind of have to, you know, draw the line between, like, this is for this person, this is for this person. You definitely notice it. In the future, I want to create, like, 18-plus, like, ears. Like, I have, like, a shibari theme plan where I do, like, rope and stuff. So I definitely want to incorporate ears for everybody like all communities
0: yeah I think it's really interesting when you get on the subject of role play and pet play and that kind of stuff how there is just not a really easy way to draw a line or know where because everybody takes it so differently I mean it's not sexual for a lot of people and it is sexual for a lot of people and at least for me that makes it really intriguing and really interesting so It's just like kind of fascinating to think about what the community who follows you and buys from you is going to be like. It's going to be like such a crazy mix. Like you were saying, Halloween costumes to pet play to all sorts of things. That's wild.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of costumes. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother side to it. So you mentioned that you dabble in pet play. So you have experience and you listened to my episode. Do you have anything to say about pet play that like maybe I missed or just like your own side? I'm just curious because I'm still pretty, pretty new to any of that kind of stuff. I feel like there's definitely a lot to say about the subject.
1: You could talk about just like kink in general forever and
0: never (laughs) things to say. Um, Oh my God. That's so true.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I I guess I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm, like, an expert in, in pet play by any means or just, like, kink in general. My boyfriend and I, we do, like, a bunch of different things. But pet play is, like, one of our favorites because it's – at the end of the day, I can just put on my ears and my tail and I could just lay in his lap and just forget about, like, any stresses of being, like, a human being, I, if that makes sense, like – it's it's weird yeah. to talk about, but I feel like we should, we should just be open about it and, and talk. I'm very open and I like to talk about anything, so stop me if I'm like, whoa.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. I think it's really important to talk about and hearing more people talking about it and being normal about it is the only way that other people will start to think and accept and expand as well. How did you begin to explore that? Have you always been... I mean, did you start elsewhere within kink or how did you get into pet play or realize that that's something that you wanted to explore?
1: So I met my current boyfriend in college and I've always been very interested in like BDSM and power exchange. And I met him and we were best friends and then we both fell in love with each other. And I fully expected to just put that side of me like away. I never thought that. He would want to do any of that. So I was like, well, I love him. I am going to have to sacrifice my love of kink to be with this person. And he absolutely, like, surprised me. It was crazy. He was like, I love it. I want to do it. He's the one that got me into pet play because he always really liked kitten play. And I was like, mm. oh, this is cool. I definitely would like to try it. And I love it. We both love it. We're both kinky as hell like I never thought that this man would do the
0: things that he does isn't that so funny yeah I definitely I can relate in a in some way I was really interested in it, and actually like back in high school uh when I was exploring things and like starting to watch porn and everything and and I got really interested in it and then My first boyfriend, we experimented just like a tiny bit, but really hardly anything. And then after that, I just kept having really vanilla relationships and being with like vanilla people. And every now and then I'd have a sexual experience with a little bit of power dynamics and I would dabble in it with people. But it was never long term enough to really, really start exploring things like really start exploring things like pet play until my current boyfriend now so it's been it's been fun but I definitely know what you mean by kind of like putting it aside like putting those interests aside because I did that for a number of relationships in my past which is kind of sad
1: it is because you want to do it but you also don't want to be like I wouldn't say made fun of but kind of looked at different Like if people in your life realize that this is like the side of you, I feel like you'd get looked at different.
0: Which is super sad because that should not be the case. In the should not be the case. And that is one of the things that I hate so much and want to change. And part what's one of the things why with this podcast I've been so like open and free and trying to get into and talk about kink more because it's just, it's important. And it's really, it's really just another layer for people to explore. And and if, even if you don't like it, at least you learned that about yourself. And I think that's really cool too. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of things to do. I think, I think for me, a big fear with wanting to do something is just that they're not going to enjoy it and they're going to pretend like they're enjoying it for me, but I only want to do something that they're really into.
1: Oh, yeah, that is that is the struggle. Like you want to make your partner happy, but at the same time, the, the sole thing, like the founding thing with BDSM is communication. So you can think you're making your partner happy, but if you don't express that, then they might think that you love it and you're just going to keep doing it and eventually it's going to be a problem
0: there's so many different complications within it. So I understand when people are hesitant or don't know what to think about a new kink that they're introduced to. Like, I completely understand that. But it really comes down to understanding and having an open mind and education, honestly.
1: I agree. And it's it's really sad because I think power exchange and like just BDSM in general is so freeing. Like you wouldn't think that because you're a submissive. Like you're not in control but you are like the submissive isn't control and oh, it's yeah. sad because all sorts of media just depicts it in the complete wrong way and i think a lot of people have this stigma and i don't know it just breaks my heart like 50 shades of gray 365 days or whatever it was just that's not how it really is
0: i will say about 365 they did a terrible job with a lot of it but the one thing that they did do really well is display tension And, like, they did a really good job displaying tension. Everything else was terrible. But I think that's something, at least in this country, people have really lost sight of. And it comes down to, like, those power dynamics. And when you do it right, there can be, like, incredible tension. I think that's why people liked it so much is because they don't understand how to build that tension. And obviously, 365 is not a great example of how to do that but it does explain right. something that i think a lot of people are missing yeah for sure actually 50 shades of gray does that too like as terrible as they are there are elements within them that just fascinate people that i wish that we could or at least like at least somebody would come and be like okay you're into you're interested in this this is how you do it healthy and this is how you do it right you can have these elements that you're so fascinated by but let's 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 teach you how to do it right <laughs>
1: Right, I loved Fifty Shades of Grey. I read it when I was like in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And I, my friend was like, yo, this, this book is so cool. You should read it. I loved it. I think that's probably what got me into this lifestyle. And then that drove me to research and learn what true BDSM was. And I still love those books because the plot is just fascinating. The movies were bad but the plot is just very fascinating. And then it, it helped me learn that that's not how it truly was. And then it kind of helped me explore like that side of me that does it the right way and does it in a safe, sane and consensual way.
0: I was so fascinated by it because I was interested in it before Fifty Shades of Grey. And then Fifty Shades of Grey came out and I read them. I'll never forget. I had I had the book like, I, like on my phone or something and my brother saw it and he's like, What are you doing? Because I was like in high school (laughs) and I'm like, oh, I'm not reading, I haven't read it yet. I just heard about it. (laughs) That was bullshit. I was on my like second time through, (laughs) but no, I loved them too. And it's really like conflicting for me because, like I was saying, there's so many elements in there that are fascinating and that people love and are attracted to. And it's just like these tiny little things within this media portraying it are so bad that it's hard to it's hard to like think of as a pot like an overall positive thing I do I do think that a lot of people who were really interested in it and read it and got into it ended up doing more research and it was fine it was just like that those
1: casual readers
0: casual (laughs) readers yeah they're the ones that came out with a bad Outlook which is sad Well I didn't expect to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey But that's fun
1: I feel like that's how this always goes You're talking about something and all of a you're like <laughs> Oh yeah and uh, the maple tree And you're like how the heck did we get on this tangent
0: <laughs> But I'm curious So from what you're saying I can kind of pick up You are the sub in your relationship I am yes We not do you switch okay <laughs> I'm the same way I'm just curious Did you guys kind of establish that how how long into your relationship did you start exploring and establishing the dynamics
1: honestly not that long like we started dating and then we so have you heard of you've heard of adam and eve i'm assuming right the the sex toy company oh yes yeah so (laughs) we bought my friend because she's like too scared so we bought her like a vibrator off the website and then it came with like these free gifts and one of it was like a bunch of porn videos and one of the movies was called master bedroom and i hate to say it but i owe my kinky relationship to the stupid adam and eve porno master bedroom because we watched it (laughs) we watched it and then right after we were in the elevator going down to like the dining hall at college and my boyfriend grabs me pins me against the wall of the elevator like christian gray style and just like goes super dominant on me and i was like where is this coming from and he was like i don't know that porno was kind of hot and then that's kind of how we explored our kinky ways
0: i fucking love that holy shit <laughs> i also really like that he just like did it too because mm, that's good stuff oh god
1: it was it took me by such a shock i was like did i just that's have the right in the elevator right
0: now what the hell oh that's so funny that's amazing I always wanted that so bad I I I don't know how long it took me to finally realize how rare it is to find some guy who's just gonna like do that and also you don't just want any random person to do that but like in the back of my head I did (laughs) and I was like well somebody just pinned my hands already It was crazy. I never,
1: my boyfriend is like super nerdy and he's like the Star Wars type. And when he just pinned me to the elevator, I was like, who the hell is this? Like, what happened? I'm like super thankful for that stupid porno because we started talking about it. And then I learned that he kind of felt the same way that I did about it. And he was like, yeah, I've always wanted to try this stuff. So we made like our limits list. We made like, Ideas, what we wanted to do, what we didn't want to do. And then we just kind of started from there, like, took baby steps.
0: So- I feel like that you guys explored it and came up and developed that dynamic together. Because I feel like I almost tried to do that with my first boyfriend. And it just – it went really badly, honestly. And didn't work at all. And then, like, my current boyfriend now, he's he's been doing this stuff for a long time. So it just – kind of happened and flowed very naturally for us but I like that you guys were able to kind of develop it together almost that's really that's really cool and it seems really it seems really healthy
1: yeah it it works really well we I don't know we just communicated what we wanted what we didn't want like we made like lists on our phones and then we would have each other read them and then like communicate what we wanted to do and then we got like my first caller which was like a cheap like Amazon collar or something. And then, but now we have like a nice one, but yeah, we took it super slow, but I wouldn't say too slow. It was was a happy like balance.
0: Is it a day collar or is it a play collar?
1: I have two. So I have a day one that I can wear like around people and not be suspicious. And then I have like a a nice, like expensive play one that I wear around the house from um, play and velvet on Instagram She's really talented. She also, coincidentally, lives in New Hampshire. I found that out like when I was ordering from her and I was like, whoa, buddies. But yeah, it's really pretty and I highly recommend them.
0: I will check that out. I have always wanted to be collared. So before my my current boyfriend, I wanted to be collared like so bad. Like like we were talking about earlier, I kind of like put it aside after long enough. And then when we met, it was okay, very interesting. So, what I'll precursor this by saying the collaring dynamic between people can be like unique and different in every like different situation. And I always like kind of viewed it as a commitment thing. However, (laughs) like a month in to my current relationship, we were going on a trip. And I, like, dropped hella hints that I was into collaring, not expecting anything happening, like, soon. Just, like, you know, maybe it would spark a conversation eventually. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, we could get you, like, a collar for the trip or something. And I had to, like, sit back and think about this. I was like, okay, we're not like officially dating or anything yet but this is a trip that we're going on like d- is this okay and then, like eventually i came to the conclusion of like oh fuck yeah i'm super into this after the trip i just didn't take it off
1: oh <laughs> that's so sweet
0: and and then when we, like, officially started dating, I got, like, an actually, like, nice one and more meaningful one and everything. But I – that is not how I ever expected it to go or anything along those lines. But I loved it so much. Like, I was just like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep wearing this. I hope that's okay. <laughs> it's so funny.
1: Aw, it's amazing. Like, just the feeling and then knowing that, like, you belong to someone – super like I bet like a lot of feminists will be like you can't belong to a man like I mean I choose to be so yes
0: that's a that's a really interesting struggle actually right there that took me a while anyway to figure out but if you truly understand how dynamics work then there's really no question of it being perfectly feminist. You're making the choice every single day. You are, it, I mean, giving giving your submission. I mean, that's a gift that you choose to give. It's it never, is. it's never something like it's. It's not something that is like you're not accepting something bad being forced upon you it's good it's all good and you're choosing to do it and you can do it in your own way you're coming up with how you want to do it what you're okay with when it's okay when it's not okay like you're making all of those decisions how is that not powerful i think that's yeah it's,
1: powerful. if you truly understand how it works then you should know that it's it's a very powerful thing and it's a beautiful thing i think
0: it is a beautiful thing especially when everybody is happy and having a good, good time, but also just like feeling super fulfilled and everybody's getting what they need out of the relationship. Like it's, yeah, it's an amazing thing. I know I've seen you kind of dabble, but I'm curious, do you have any plans to make and start selling tales regularly?
1: I do. So I, I, am horrible at sewing on a machine. So I always kind of thought that I could never like go into tails because I would need a sewing machine. And then I met like a friend and she makes tails. She's makes beautiful tails. She's kittens coat on Instagram. Her work is amazing. Yeah. So she makes gorgeous tails and she hand sews her tails. So I kind of, you know, did some experimentation and I, have made a few really nice tails that I'm really proud of. And I think it's something that I really want to incorporate and add to the shop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you should. I'm not saying that bias at all. (laughs) 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 No, I, after, after getting the ears and loving the ears and everything that they did, I started like thinking about getting a tail hardcore. And if you remember the ears you made me... (laughs) (laughs) and you want to make a matching tail, let me know. I'd love to. That'd be so fun. That would be super fun. That'd be awesome, actually. But yeah, so I've been considering that just like past maybe week, two weeks. So it's very, very new. But yeah, it's another thing, like all these different explorations to go into. It's so so exciting.
1: It is. It's very customizable, too, because you don't have Mm -hmm. to. You don't have to go full like pet. You don't have to have the tail and the ears and the collar and I have like a furry yeah, bra to wear. So so you don't have to wear like everything. You can just like wear the ears. You can just have a tail. So I like the adaptability and the customizable aspect.
0: Yeah, and I mean you can start you can start small too, you can just start with the ears or and you don't even have to like you could even just start without any of that. It's a lot of it is mindset.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely.
0: And, yeah, and a lot of it is just I, knew, I know my boyfriend in particular is really amazing with setting a headspace just by using words. So, like, I could close my eyes and, like, just be in, like, an entirely different place within seconds to minutes just with him talking talking me through it. And so that's a really good way for me to explore if I'm going to be into something, which is really cool. Why are,
1: why are Dominance just, like, so good at that? It's crazy. Beauty. I
0: know. I know it's, it's not like it's easy either I mean wow, it's so
1: like he'll just say like a certain word like kitten or princess or slave and I'm just like oh I'm here now it's just <laughs> so crazy
0: it's really cool though it's super it's just nice you know because you like live your normal day-to-day life or whatever it's nice to be able to go different places in your head yeah it's one of my favorite is. things it's really cool to talk to somebody who is open about some more taboo kinks. So thank you again for doing this with me.
1: No, oh, of course. No, I'm. I'll just talk about anything. I'm very like, let's talk about it. I don't have many yeah, like friends good. in real life that do this t- type of thing. Like my best friend, when I would ask her advice about like the elevator situation, she was like, "Oh my god, that's like kind of wrong." Like, are you sure you're okay with that? I was like, that was hot. Of course I was okay with it. So it's, it's, it can be difficult to converse with people about, you know, this side of me.
0: I know in college, I was definitely that friend who was like, almost always drawing the conversations toward like sex and topics like that, because it was just like another thing to talk about. And it's fun to talk about. So I was that person. I just kind of made it happen and was just like, yeah, we're talking about this now. So <laughs> that was me. It's good to talk about for sure. No, it's really good to talk about, especially especially if you can talk about like the even more taboo things because I know when I when I got the ears, I sent a picture to like a, a couple select friends or whatever and one of them <laughs> one of them responded like, "Oh, you're a furry now?" big difference some people just like to put ears on thanks
1: yeah like there I have so many different customers like some of them use it as like a little space thing like they find comfort in them or they regress into like an animal some do pet play some do cosplay some just have like massive collections that are just ear enthusiasts like they're for everybody
0: Oh, yeah. And maybe like two weeks ago, I was like out at a bar with a friend and somebody was just wearing cat ears like out in the bar. And I was like, that's amazing. I want to go be her friend. That's so cool. They weren't they weren't they were pretty like low key ears, but I was still like, you know, I would do that.
1: (laughs) I really want to like wear like a crazy pair to like Walmart or something and just see what people think
0: do I it like and funny. then re- record record it because <laughs> i want <laughs> to see too
1: Maybe i will make like a reel and be like wearing my pink neko ears out in public i think that'd be funny
0: <laughs> i i would totally do it honestly Maybe, not with probably not with these ears because they're special but i will totally wear ears places i don't have a problem with that
1: <laughs> life's too short to just be like boring just go for it just have fun
0: also, also, the movie on Netflix called Mr. Right, Anna Kendrick puts on ears in like a shop at one point and is the most adorable creature on the planet. Oh, I was. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a massive crush on her already. And then she did that. And I'm like, oh, I can't handle it. She's so cute. She's so. Adorable. She's the most adorable human I've ever seen. Well, let me know, let me know when you're doing custom tales, and we will, we will talk.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this with me. It was super fun. It
1: was. I have, I'm having a blast.
0: <laughs> Great. I hope you guys really liked that interview. I loved talking to her. She is a really cool human being, as you guys can all tell. Definitely go check out her Instagram at Bubblegum Ears. On her Instagram, you can find her Brand new website, which is super exciting and looks amazing. I was super excited when it launched to go check it out. She did a really fantastic job with it. You guys go look at it and look at her amazing, adorable creations that she has done. If you guys liked this episode, if you guys want more information on Pet Play, DM me. Let me know at Ellie Sugar Ray. Also, don't forget to follow the podcast at sugar puss pod and i will see you guys next week